0: S12A, one testing 1, 2. Anyone okay. in the platform can speak to S12A, S12A committee room, somebody in the platform can speak back to us. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2. Who's in the platform? You? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Well, just <laughs> I can just say the name, and then he's going to hear me calling him. or her I'm muted. Like, if I can mute, I
1: can. I don't
2: know that it's not from here. Hello, Dr. Harvard.
0: Yes, Miss Geller. Yes, I'm audible. So you can hear okay, yes a little bit can, can, can she continue <laughs> speaking no. can she continue speaking eh? and she continues speaking with you okay say something continue speaking can you speak to us <laughs> miss gala can you speak to us speak to s twelve a can you address
2: us say something now, Miss Kela, Miss Kela,
0: Hello, okay. Can you continue as you speak to us in the house? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, let's make a conversation. Okay, I can hear you.
2: <laughs> okay. Mm. so we are sorted. Of,
3: So
4: I like,
3: so, yeah. yeah.
2: okay. I'm going to was go so, so, it? Good morning, honorable members.
1: Good morning, Masengo. Good
0: morning, Masengo. Good morning. How are you, Mwa. all Honour of you? Shira.
5: Good morning, honorable Kela. How are you, my
0: The Right, girls. Right. Right, girls.
1: <laughs> Girl, name right, Shira. Shira, Naledi, are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Dr. Harvard. <laughs> Dr. Harvard. Yes, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. You? I'm fine. I'm fine. Am I audible? Yes, you are audible. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, morning, Machling. Good morning to everyone. Recording in progress. Good morning, everyone. You're very welcome to this meeting. It's a
6: meeting of the Portfolio Committee on Health of the National Assembly. Um, we are here to deliberate on a clause-by-clause clause basis on the NHI bill this morning. The date is the 14th of September 2022. And then we, after that, we are going to consider and adopt a few minutes. Uh, I think they two sets of minutes, and um, without uh, continuing, let me ask Ms. Machalamba, who is present in the meeting.
0: Good morning, and thank you, Chair. I'll start with the members that have joined virtually. It's Mr. Munyai, Ms. Gela, Mr. Siwela, Dr. Tembe kwayo Ms. Chirwa, and. Basically, here we have Dr. Harvard, Mr. Faber, Ms. Ishmael, and Mr. Hanstad.
7: Thank you.
6: Thank you very much. Um, apologies.
7: I've received
0: apologies from Ms. Sukars and Mr. Imam Sheikh. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Keperson. I didn't hear my name.
6: All right. Uh, we'll note you as present. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, where is Honorable Isma?
8: Thank you, Chair. I think Honorable Clark and Honorable Wilson are just looking for the meeting room. They have a So there's somewhere outside, I think.
6: Yeah, going, you did communicate it's the NCOP building. I think I'll do all of the introductions as they get here. We'll be reading the, the bill. Mr. Joe Khatla, can you inform us who is here from the ministry and the department? Um, thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, good morning, uh, Honorable
5: Members. Um, on the virtual platform, on uh, chair, we are we are led by the the DG, Doctor Butelezi, and uh, Doctor Crisp also is on the virtual platform, um, and other senior managers of the, the 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 National Department of Health chair, and then in the house here physically, we we have Doctor Aquina Tulare, and uh, Advocate from
6: and myself. Thank you very much. Jim. Thank you. State Law Advisors.
8: Good morning, Chairperson, Honourable Members. I'm Aisha Johal from State Law Advisors
3: and I'm accompanied by Theo Hercules.
6: Morning. Thank you. Uh, Legal Services Parliament.
3: Thank you,
8: Chair. I am Sue Ann Isaac from Parliament's Legal Services. Thank
6: you. Honourable members, let me just read the rules of the meeting before we continue Uh, this virtual meeting is deemed to be in the precinct of Parliament and therefore constitutes a meeting of a committee of the National Assembly for official purposes only. In addition to the rules of virtual sittings, the rules of the National Assembly, including the rules of debate, apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in a sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been said to the house and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is because the microphones are very sensitive and will pick up noise which might disturb the attention of other members. When recognized to speak, please unmute your microphone and connect your video. Mm -hmm. Members may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise points of order. The secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members requesting to speak. When using the virtual system, members are urged to refrain or from unnecessary points of order or interjections. I note on the virtual platform, uh, Honorable Chirwa, you
2: want to say something? <coughs> Honorable Chirwa. Honorable Chirwa, I noticed you had raised your, your hands. The yeah. hand is gone. Right. So
6: uh, that hand is, is gone on Honorable Members. We had gone up to Clause 39 and completed Clause 39 last week. We are now at clause 40 of the NHI bill. It is headed information platform of funds. The fund must establish an information platform to enable it to make informed decisions on population health needs, assessment, financing, purchasing, patient registration, service provider contracting and reimbursement, utilization patterns, performance management, Setting the parameters for the procurement of health goods and fraud and risk management. The healthcare service providers and health establishments must submit such information as may be prescribed to the fund, taking into consideration the provisions of the First Protection of Personal Information Act 2013, which is Act number 4, of 2013. The information in subsection 2 may be used by the fund. To monitor health care service utilization and expenditure patterns relative to plans and
2: budgets. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I—I um, was just reading a, a
6: message. I will continue and read this finish, and I will take. Honorable Dr. Timbukwai, first, uh, who has some other uh, issue to attend to. I'm going to start again with uh, subclause 3. The information in subsection 2 may be used by the fund to monitor healthcare service utilization and expenditure patterns relative to plans and budgets. Plan and budget for the purchasing of quality health care services based on need. Monitor adherence to standard treatment guidelines, including prescribing from the formulary. Monitor the appropriateness and effectiveness of referral networks prescribed by healthcare service providers and health establishments. Provide an overall assessment of the performance of healthcare service providers, health establishments, and suppliers and determine the payment mechanisms and rates for personal health care services. Information concerning a user, including information relating to his or her health status, treatment or stay in a health establishment is confidential and no third party may disclose information contemplated in subsection two, unless the user consents to such disclosure in writing the information is shared among health service providers for the lawful purpose of serving in the interests of others. The information is required by an accredited healthcare service provider, health establishment, supplier, or researchers for the lawful purpose of improving healthcare practices and policy, but not for commercial purposes. The information is utilized by the fund for any other lawful purpose related to the efficient and effective functioning of the fund. A court order or any law requires such disclosure or failure to to disclose the information represents a serious threat to public health. The information architecture must include a fraud and risk management mechanism, In order to fulfill the requirements for dissemination of information and the keeping of records, the information platform must facilitate the implementation of the objects and the effective management of the fund and portability and continuity of healthcare services available to users subject to the provisions of this act. Honorable members, I'm going to take hands. Um, I will first take uh, Honorable uh, Tim Bukwile. I welcome you, Honorable Scott and Wilson.
2: Thank you, yeah,
6: yeah. So um,
2: let me uh, just give you a moment. Say that. See you Also, welcome to Honorable uh, Sheikh Imam
6: to the meeting. We had received an apology, but uh, very happy to have you here. Honorable members, the following hands have been raised uh, for input on uh, Clause 40. It's uh, Do- Honorable Dr. Tembukwayo, Gela, Siwela, Stengua, Ismail, Kaba, Clark, Abbott. Tembukwayo, Gela, Siwela, Sengwa, Ismail, Kamba,
2: Clark, Avat, in that order. Thank you. Uh, Honorable
6: Dr. Tim the system is not so great this side, please unmute yourself
2: when you want to speak. Are you still
6: on the platform, Honorable Tim We'll go to the next one, Honorable Members, Honorable Gela.
2: system
6: today. Honorable Gela. Honorable Siwela. Thank you.
2: Thank
6: you, Honorable Gela. You, you may continue.
0: Yes, Chapasin. Uh, thank you very much, Chapasin. Uh, uh, good morning, Honourable Members. Uh, chair, uh, the ANC supports Trons 40.6.
6: Yes, Chair. Just give us a moment. Do you have two devices open?
0: No, only one.
6: And uh, audio, visual guys, please attend to the echo. Can we try?
0: Can I continue Che yes,
6: yes, please do
0: okay, thank you very much, chairsim um The ANC supports Tons 40.6 A and B uh, for the following reasons. Uh, The funds information platform and um, architecture must be designed and implemented in a way that ensures that uh, users have um, uninterrupted access to needed uh, healthcare services through a continuum of health care services providers that are appropriately accredited and contracted. The second point, this applies that the funds information system must be robust enough to prevent any possibility of sabotage Information uh, hijacking or hacking. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank
6: you, Good morning. If you're back, not Honorable Siwela, please continue.
5: Thank you, Chairperson, and and good morning to, to colleagues. Well. I need to speak to Clause 40.2 and indicate that the African National Congress supports this clause for the following reasons. The fund must have the capability to request accredited and contracted providers to provide it with information which may be adjusted from time to time. The information to be submitted to the fund will be prescribed in regulation and that the requirement that the information requested by the fund must take consideration of hope is supported. This will ensure that the fund promotes and protects every patient's or user's right to privacy as outlined in the Constitution, whilst at the same time protecting the flow of information and advancing the right of access to and protection of information. Thank you,
2: Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh,
1: Good morning, honorable members and honorable uh, department.
2: In terms of clause forty,
1: the IFP still remains to support the provision to the universal health care as it defined. Although the IFP consciously supports the notion of the NSI, it must from the outset wishes to stress that. The current framework requires serious reformation, reformulation, and many provision of the current framework is not feasible at all. It has become very apparent from the many submissions received that a key criticism of the bill related to the financial feasibility of the proposed NSI fund. The public has a right to know how much the NSI fund and provision of service at all levels will cost. There has been no financial feasibility study provided which is a critical failure. Thank you.
8: Um, thank you, Chair. On Clause 42, Section 1, one, one it states the fund, the fund must establish an information platform to enable, you know. So I'm just uh, putting a suggestion forward or highlighting that medical schemes already collect significant member information. So rather than the NHI seeking to create its own database, would it not be more advisable and more quicker, to rather obtain an exemption from the provisions of the Copy Act and allow members' information to be shared with the NHI and the Council for Medical Schemes, um, thus this would be a more in, as an effective solution uh, going forward and as a quicker solution going forward. My second point, where there is a proper sharing of patient data subject to the protection of medical information, which could still exist on a single data plate, but only accessible by those healthcare practitioners who treat the patient, there would be a great opportunity to render more efficient and effective healthcare services with enhanced patient care. Now, my third point, it will be necessary for all public hospitals you know, to be equipped with the health technology and information technology needed to connect to other hospitals across the country. We know that some of our public, uh, public healthcare facilities do not have all the tools necessary. And uh, obviously this will be the benefit of, uh, to the benefit of migrant workers and pensioners and patients travelling between provinces seeking health care as some provinces do not have academic and specialised hospitals. So I think this is uh, necessary for everything to be stipulated. And my last point on Clause 40, Section 5, it says the informa- information architecture must include a fraud and risk management mechanism. I'm stating again that more specifics and clarity needs to be specified
2: on this bill with regards to it. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, I rise
7: in support of uh, what Honorable Geller had said and Honorable Suela. Furthermore, Chair, to indicate that the ANC supports clause 40.1 for the following reasons for the fund to be able to execute its functions and responsibilities in an effective, efficient, and sustainable manner. It must have access to real-time, accurate, valid information relating to all areas of its activities. To which this will allow the fund to have the cutting-edge capabilities in terms of data warehousing, analytics, and decision-making to ensure that the services it provides are relevant to users' needs, and that they are adequately, and that they are adequately, um, they are adequately addressed health. They ad- adequately address health sector's priorities and objectives. To which uh, further confirm that as ANC, we support clause 40.3, A up to F. For the following reasons. The information platform of the fund will be critical for enabling for improved collaboration and coordination among accredited and contracted healthcare care providers. To which uh, this will include streaming patient or user access to quality health care services within a geographical area, improving cost-effective cost efficiency in healthcare delivery arrangements, and increasing accuracy and efficiency in planning and management decisions. Lastly, Chair, the clauses will assist the fund to keep track of patients' and providers' experiences as relates to its activities, including implementing measures to lower cost of care and monitor what impacts. This has on quality performance metrics. I submit, Chair.
3: Honorable Chair and good morning colleagues. ANC support Clause 44 from A to F for the following reasons. These provisions are consistent with the prescripts in the Constitution as well as the Protection of Personal Information Act. 2013, POPIA. Furthermore, the conditions under which the personal information may be released to a third party are listed and this stringent. Last one. The fund will strictly adhere to POPIA so that it protects patient, user privacy, and confidentiality in all its activities, and the interactions with third parties, especially accredited and contracted healthcare care providers. Furthermore, I rise to support submission made by Honorable Gela Sevilla, and Honorable Kaba. Thank you, Chair.
2: Thank you, Chairperson. Um,
4: Section 41, I refer to our previous points on the national components overriding the powers given to the provincial components, and each province would be more suitable for determining their own needs more effectively than any national component. Um, Practically, how will this work given the condition of public hospitals Especially in rural areas who do not have access to internet, phones, and computers, etc. <clears throat> then, um, in terms of 2D, you know, what kind of consequence management will be put in place in terms of ensuring that um, that that staff, medical staff, and clinicians, etc., are executing their duties. Effectively, and that we are ensuring that healthcare, in terms of patient needs, are being executed on a um, <clears throat> on a, a on a level that um, patients should deservedly um, receive healthcare. And then, um, uh, for, on four, um, they talk about you know um, uh, equipment, etc. And just to uh, mention that at many hospitals that we have visited, um, they don't even have stock control procedures in place. So, you know, uh, we need to ensure that all those things will be happening within the hospitals. And then also in terms of the confidential information, in terms of patient confidentiality, we must ensure that we have um, systems in place, as um, one of the previous speakers has said, that these systems are not hacked and that people's information um, in terms
2: of uh, their medical care is not at risk. Thank you. Honourable Tembakwayo, are you back?
6: I don't think Honourable uh, Dr Tembakwayo is back because of uh, appointment which she is having. I will read what she had sent on the chat to me. Uh, simply says, I would like to raise a point of rejection for the clauses under discussion. Then, Honourable Wilson, you're next. And then Van Staden.
9: Thank you, Chairperson. So, you know, when, when one passes a ball and, and when one uses the word must, it means you have to and you have to deliver. And if I just take the very first paragraph of that, 40.1, and what the information platform of this fund is required to do, I'm telling you right now, and from the outset, you won't be able to deliver it. Uh, Number one, uh, we have a province already spending a billion rand just getting documents scanned that are stacked in toilets and God knows where else just to get patient information. Um, at At least a third of our population live in rural um, uh, areas without access to, to wireless internet. Uh, we have hospitals that don't even have phones, let alone a computer. Um, it requires tremendous training to get this kind of information platform up and running. And then you've got to train people with very, very little knowledge of any kind of IT infrastructure at all to be trained on this. So I'm always very, very wary that when you want to pass bills and you're saying we you used mast, and you know damn well you can't deliver, it makes you, your you're ball null and void from the outset. Thank you, Chair.
10: Uh, thank you, Chair. Now, I still have the same concerns which I had when we deliberated on Clause 34. I think it uh, will just be um, good to have someone on the IT side came into and explained to us at one stage how the system will actually work and how the data will be projected and report the Act, and so forth, and so forth. Um, yeah, that is my input on this. Thank you.
2: Honorable members, I also
6: rise to support as the ANC supports clause 40, sub clause 1, for the following reasons. The data and information capabilities that will be established as part of the fund will also be instrumental in identifying possible fraud, corruption, and maladministration. And um, also the uh, agency also supports Clause 40, sub Clause 5, for the following reasons. Funds information architecture must enable it to prevent all forms of fraudulent, corrupt, or malfeasant behavior from employees, service providers, or other third parties. This will ensure that possible losses are minimized or eliminated, thus supporting the successful running of its operations. The inclusion of an effective fraud and risk management mechanism within the fund structure and processes will effectively assist with achieving three interrelated and equally important outcomes, namely, timely preventing instances of fraud, corruption, or malfeasance from happening in the first place, actively detecting all instances of fraud, corruption, or malfeasance when they occur, and responding appropriately through ensuring that corrective actions are implemented to address any possible loopholes to prevent future breaches. So, I also support the submissions made by Honourable Skaba, Howard, Tewella, and Gaila, and that uh, brings us to an end on clause uh, 40, Honourable Members. Is there anyone that I had missed out? If not, we will go to clause 41. I will read it now. The heading is Payment of healthcare Service Providers. The fund, in consultation with the minister, must determine the nature of provider payment mechanisms and adopt additional mechanisms. The fund must ensure that healthcare service providers, health establishments and suppliers are properly accredited before they are reimbursed. An accredited primary health service provider must be contracted and remunerated by a contracting unit for primary health care in the case of specialists excuse me and hospital services. Payments must be all inclusive and based on the performance of the healthcare service provider, health establishment, or supplier of health goods, as the case may be. Emergency medical services must be reimbursed on a capped, case-based fee basis with adjustments made for case severity when necessary. Without limiting the powers of the minister to make regulations in terms of Section 55. The minister may make regulations to provide that payments may be made on condition that there has been compliance with quality standards of care (coughs) or the achievement of of specified levels of performance. Determine mechanisms for the payment of an individual health worker and health care provider and provided the whole or any part of a payment is subject to the conditions outlined in a contract and that payments must only be effected by the fund if the conditions have been met. For the purposes of subsection four, health worker and healthcare provider have the meaning ascribed to them in section one
2: of the National Health Act. Honorable members, I'm going to take hands. Ishmael and Staden Glock Gela Sivela, but I'm looking for hands Wilson. I'm going to repeat Kaba,
6: Ismail, Van Staden, Clark, Gela, Ziwela, Wilson. In that order, please, uh, honorable members. Thank you, Chair. Uh, ANC Federal Support Clause
7: 41.1 for the following reasons, Chair. Provider payment mechanisms must contribute to a responsive health system by incentivizing improved quality, whilst also making delivery of healthcare efficient, affordable, and sustainable. The fund chair must be capable of accessing and deciding on alternative reinvestment, tools that must be used for contracted and accredited providers, and healthcare establishment at different levels of care. a a strategic procedure, the NHI fund will pay providers in a way that creates appropriate incentives for effective and for provision of quality and accessible care. The chosen reinvestment mechanisms must be reasonable, take into account budget impact assessment, and must ensure that the fund remains effective, efficient, and sustainable in all its operations and contractual arrangements with providers. This clause is che, allows the minister to establish mechanism to address these measures such as these. Che, furthermore, I rise also to indicate that the ANC support clause, clause forty one subsection three B for the following reasons. ANC notes concerns raised by the medical specialists during the hearings where they indicated that new provider payments that are all-inclusive and based on performance will impact on their ability to make the same type of profitability that they are currently enjoying under the current dispensation, even threatening to immigrate to other countries. Other concerns raised by Sama che on this clause is that with the exception of emergency medical services, there is no provision for the purchasing of health care services from certified, accredited, and contracted private health establishments. They further raise concern that the bill does not make provision uh, whatsoever for payment of health care providers outside of the hospital context, nor there is any mention of the payment of private healthcare providers, despite the obligation of the fund to actively and strategically purchase healthcare services for private healthcare pro- providers. Therefore, Jay, it is concerning that as the bill presently stand, there is no provision for or mechanisms whereby private healthcare providers are paid directly. However, Chair, our view is that the fund must be capable of assessing and deciding on alternative reinvestment tools that may be used for contracted and accredited providers and healthcare establishment at different levels of care. This is the normal practice in many countries that these practitioners are threatening to migrate to such as Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and UK, to name a few. I submit, Chair. Thank you.
2: Thank you,
8: Chair. Um, I just have a few pointers on this clause. Uh, On Clause 41, Section 2, the fund must ensure that health care service providers Health establishments and suppliers are properly accredited before they are reimbursed. This bill severely, you know, lacks specifications, and uh, that is what I've been highlighting throughout. Um, there are no specifications here again specified on, and there's no clarity on process processes of accreditation, and I think this needs to be specified at each clause where necessary. My second point is that, considering that you know we already have major issues with suppliers or service providers not being paid on time. We need more specifics on how the NHI is actually going to ensure, you know, uh, because of the the, there is a lot of uncertainty and looking at the NHI and where we are going now and considering where the country is and the space that the country is now. We need to know or it needs to be be specified how service providers will be compensated and how uh, the colleague before me specified how private practices would fit into the implementation of the NHI. Thank you
10: thank you chairperson um clause um clause 41 4a payments been made in condition that there has been compliance with quality standards and i think we have deliberated on this last week as well we said that the office of the oha uh, health standards compliance has got a big problem themselves as was reported in this committee my concern on this matter is um What do we define as quality standards and how will this be monitored? Because at this current moment, the government at uh, at, um, public institutions can't even provide such a service of quality standards. And we know what um, uh, is happening in our public hospitals and clinics at, at this time. So my question and my concern is, how will this be monitored in the first place if a relevant office, which is in place, which is supposed to monitor it now, can't even do that at this stage. So that is my problem. And on clause um, 4C, as it says here, as outlined in a contract, my question is, and my concern is, will all private service providers, which we currently have, be contracted under the NSI bill, like, for instance, private ambulance services? I think that is a matter that needs clarity, and that is a big question mark at this stage. Because even the people in the, in the private ambulance service industry today still don't know what their future will be under the NHL. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson.
4: Um, on clause one, why is the minister involved in the day to day running and of the payment fund? Then clause two to three, as per previous points, there are only a handful of healthcare providers who are actually able to be accredited. What could happen with these provisions now? Based on performance, what are these criteria? Will this apply to hospitals who are understaffed or lack supplies due to maladministration on behalf of the department? Will it be based on treatment successes rate who does
2: not deter facilities from offering these vital procedures? Will emergency services... to a cap fee, offer emergency treatments at a lower price. Then 4A,
4: this is open to massive abuse by the Minister who singly, handily, and can determine if a service provider should get paid. There should be no reason for the Minister to get involved in payment of suppliers. Additionally, implementing such regulations would mean that almost every single public service provider would not be paid because they all do not have the requirement, required certificates for sufficient level of standards. This should be the power of the board or the committee of the fund. And then C, again, the minister is given excessive powers to determine who gets paid and who does not. This can lead to, a huge, to, to huge political influence or controversy. The minister could Dictate that that caters be paid in full immediately, while others must wait 30 days or more for payments. And then also, um, what would the criteria be when pri- when the private health care when private health care is being paid for services provided? What would this criteria be, and how long um, would private health care um, that are providing services wait until
6: they are paid? Thank you. Honorable Clark, just uh, you need to just correct something. You spoke to close, you said you mentioned close one. Are you speaking to close 49, subclause
2: one? 49.1. 41.1. Ah, I mean forty-one. yes. Uh, you. We will bear with
6: you, Honorable uh, Claude. Thank you. I just needed, it for the purposes of recording to correct you on that. Floor. Yeah, yes. I support that because we are Health Portfolio Committee, so we take <laughs> care of health <laughs> of everything. <place. laughs> Honorable Kaba, you're going to prescribe new spectacles. Is that what you say? <laughs> yes, thank you.
0: Honorable Gela? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chair. Uh, firstly, I want to honorable support Ghella. this. I'm not honorable, Chair. Can, chair? Chair?
6: Fion. Honorable. Fion. Honorable
9: Honorable. Honorable. <laughs> in, there's something... Oh, uh, there's I want to say that this is, is, once we get into these sections, that this book completely falls apart in its entirety. Um, what Once we start getting into details like this, that are not even fine. I mean, there's no stipulation as to how people will be paid, when they will be paid, what
2: timelines there are. Um, It talks about only paying accredited providers or they paid. You have taken away the the province's
9: mandates. You're taking away their rights to manage health in their provinces. Now you're only paying accredited providers. What even helps? What happens to the rest? When do they get paid? How are they get paid? If they're not accredited, do they close their doors? Are we going to close the doors of 70, 90% of hospitals and clinics in this country um, because they cannot get paid because they cannot get um, accredited? Um, what, what happens to the provincial mandate? What happens to the health budget? Are we saying that the entire health budget is being plowed into the NHI fund and after there will be no funding for anything else? This is so broad, so wide, so open to manipulation, um, and very, very hard to understand. Um, You know, I I take a look at provinces at the moment and their current accruals year on year. That is not hundreds of thousands. It actually runs into millions in in most provinces. Um, They cannot pay their bills. They're underfunded. underfunded, They're underbudgeted. Now we're going this route as well. We are Complicating a system that is going to crash around our ears, and there is no, nothing, nothing in this bill here um, that's talking about the over other healthcare service providers. Uh, it only talks about accredited facilities. What's happening to the rest? What's happening to the rest? How, how are they going to get funded? How are they going to survive? And if the fund runs out of money and will only pay the accredited guys first, now, there's, now we start stealing budget from other budgets. Now we're going to put the provinces further, the, the unaccredited or, or other provinces into severe problems um, because they don't get immediate access to their funds or their budgets, or their budgets are suddenly being used to fund this NHI fund that's got no money, it's not gonna have money, it's not gonna get off the ground anyway. I'm sorry, I have a big concern, and this is where this entire bill starts to collapse. Thank you. Chair? Okay.
3: Thank you, Honourable Chair. ANC supports Clause 414 for for the following reasons. The fund, in consultation with the Minister, will determine its own pricing and reimbursement mechanisms. This clause ensures the detailed reimbursement mechanisms are not legislated, but is prescribed in regulation to provide flexibility for required changes from time to time. Clause 415. ANC supports Clause 415 for the following reasons. This provision ensures legal and regulatory coherence between the provisions of the NHI bill and those of the National Health Act. Applicable definitions within the bill must be consistent with those provided for the other existing acts. This is my submission. I also support the submission made by Honorable Gavan. Thank you, Chair.
6: Thank you,
2: Honorable...
0: Chair? Chair, Chair. Chair.
6: Honorable Singwa, Honorable Gayla,
0: Chairperson, I'm audible, Honorable can you me? hear me? Yeah. Chair.
6: Yeah. Chairperson,
5: good day, no Chairperson, good day, Chairperson,
0: Chairperson. Chairperson. What is happening as if uh, they can't hear us, uh, honorable members? Because I've been trying, but But they can't hear us.
5: But, but but honorable, Honorable we hear you. We don't know what is happening in the house. The problem is in the
0: house with their system. What happened? Maybe if we can just write in the group chat and then they will uh, maybe...
6: Speaking, is it maybe the network where we can't hear the audio? Audio Audiovisual
5: team?
6: Sir, perfect. Remember, we seem to have a challenge. We are at tea time. Um, I'm going to get, ask the audiovisual person's uh, team to correct our system. We're at tea time, we're going to take tea time and come back, and I will recognize you then on the book cover. Thank you. We're back at uh, 11.30.
5: Hey, Honourable Honourable
6: members on the platform, we're taking time. We can see you can talk, you're talking, Honourable Suwela, but we can't hear you. So we will just have to look at the system. That's why, and we are
2: at each time, Honourable mm-hmm. Members, we'll have it uh, corrected. Thank you. We?
6: Honorable uh, C. Weller, or honorable members on the platform, can you send us a chat just yeah, to inform
2: us that you can hear us.
0: Yes, Chair, we can hear you. Can you hear us, Sorry, Chair?
2: They can't hear us. We can hear you, Chair. IT team, audiovisual team, can you assist us? We take five minutes, honorable members. Yes, honorable members, uh, the members on the platform say that they can hear us. But we
6: can't
4: hear them. No, we can't
7: hear
6: them. Can you please ask Mr. Siwela to say something for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Honorable Siwela, let's hear if you can, we can
5: hear you. Good morning, sir. Sir, yes, can you hear me? We
6: you hear you now. Okay. Volume up a bit. Speak again.
5: No. Honorable Cuello, just speak again. Yes, sir, I
6: can hear you. Honorable Cuello. Honorable Gala and Klingua.
0: Chair, I can hear you.
6: Yes, Honorable Gala?
0: Yes, Chair. Can I proceed, Chair?
2: What's <laughs> okay. 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 Honorable Gela, can you
0: speak again,
6: please? Chairperson, we have to be able to hear the members on the uh, virtual platform for us to continue with the meeting.
0: Um, the African National Congress supports clause 41.2 for the following reasons. I don't. I don't think they hear you, Honorable Gela. Okay, but you can hear me. Let's continue our own meeting. Yes, let's have our own (laughs) meeting.
5: (laughs) Maybe they should just join on the platform. One of
0: them, yeah, I think that will work. Maybe let's propose that in our group chat. My fear is the recording of the meeting minutes. If they can't directly get the
2: source, then it's it's not going to be noted. Okay. Can one of you, Honourable Gela, please speak again? Can you hear me?
6: Honourable
2: Gela. Chair. Chairperson.
6: We can hear you somewhere faintly, Honourable Gela, but it's very. Okay.
0: Let me continue with my submission, Chair, uh, because it seems we have a problem of. Network uh, connection. We we can't um, hear Uh, you.
6: We know you're speaking, Honourable Gela. We know you're speaking. We hear you somewhere very very faintly. Not enough for us to make out what you are saying. Maybe it's it's a system check. Try the volume technician? Try now, Honourable (coughs) Gela.
0: Yes, Chairperson. Firstly, I want to support the submission of Honourable, um, Honourable Harvard, uh, their input. Mm-hmm. But coming to my input eh, on Clause Forty-One Point Two, the ANC yes. support.
6: We can uh, It's fine, Honourable Gela. We can't make out the single word which you are saying.
2: You.
0: <laughs> okay Chaperson can you hear me now Chaperson okay if you can't hear me can I forward uh, I will forward my questions uh, to Honourable Kabba or oh, my submission chair.
6: Honourable Gela, we yes, yes, hear you faintly in the background, but we cannot make out what you're saying. So
0: in
2: i'm,
6: I'm okay uh-uh. <laughs> no you can just hold on uh, we're still trying to fix the technic technical issues here honorable Gela. if you can just hold on. mm Honorable
0: Gelba, Gelba, yes, Chairperson. Uh, firstly, yes. Chair, I, I I want to support uh, the submission of Honorable Kaba and also Honorable uh, Harvard. Uh, coming to my submission, Chair, uh, on Clause Forty-One, two. Uh, The African National Congress uh, supports Clause uh, 41.2 for the following reasons. Uh, Firstly, this uh, provision is very well articulated in Clause 39 with the amendment as uh, proposed. Uh, Secondly, uh, the fund must ensure that it is at all times uh, dealing with uh, 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 providers a health establishment and suppliers that uh, meet a, a clear stipulated criteria. Uh, thirdly, uh, these criteria should be clearly communicated to all parties with clear knowledge that appropriately accredited uh, healthcare providers will be uh, reimbursed according to uh, pre um, determined uh, criteria. Uh, coming to another submission chair uh, in the same clause um, uh, clause forty uh, c uh, the african national congress supports uh, this clause for the following reasons uh, in alignment with clause thirty nine point three and thirty nine point five the fund uh, through its uh, performance monitoring and assessment processes should ensure that only Uh, only uh, providers that have met the uh, service provider uh, criteria are reimbursed. Uh, My second point on this one, any provider or health establishment that uh, fails to meet uh, a contractual uh, criteria and uh, obligations must not be paid. This will ensure that uh, the fund eliminates uh, its exposure uh, to a uh, fraud or uh, a malficia- malfeasance and uh, does uh, prevent the occur- occurrence of um, a fruitless and also with uh, wasteful expenditure that loss uh, removes a uh, arbitrariness in a payment uh, that will be my
2: submission I submit uh, thank you very much I hope I was audible I don't know if it's just me, but I don't hear anything now. So I don't know if the house is talking or something, but online I
1: don't hear anything.
0: Did you hear me, my sister? Uh, you know, as we
2: have our own meeting, I <laughs> 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 heard you loud. We heard you. Are you saying uh, I need
6: an indication? You can probably see me talking. Are you saying on the platform, uh, switch my, that video on to me, uh, technicians, Uh, you will be able to see that I am talking. So I'm hoping that you will. Either respond um, by seeing me talk that you can't hear us. It seems like it's now reversed. You can have your own meeting, we can hear you, but you can't hear us.
5: We hear you now, you,
6: um, I'm going to call somebody, one of them.
5: Four
2: I'm going to talk to you. Hold on, hold on. I'm
6: talking to you now on the uh, system's microphone, and I'm also on the phone with you. Do you hear me on the system?
2: Yes, I
5: can
6: hear you. Yes, we hear you, chair On the phone, but not on the system.
4: No, I can not
6: hear you. I'm going to switch off the phone, and then um, see if you can hear me on the system. Just uh, indicate, if you can hear me on the system, you can just speak no there. Sound. No sound. Ah. OK. Hello? Honorable Siwela?
5: Yes, Chep, I can hear you. Yes, Siwela, I can hear you. <laughs>
0: seem like
2: um, a cool but...
6: There's a big problem here.
2: is in the Honourable members, we're getting some assistance in,
6: Enjoy more tea.
7: For how many minutes, ch- <laughs> ch- ch- we just say, for how many minutes will you direct us, or we don't know?
6: I don't know. It's 11.50. Uh, mm-hmm. Since we're all outside having tea, I'll just call you. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you. Hopefully by 12. Thank you.
2: Yeah those uh-huh. We will not be able to show
6: the faces, but we see see the names. We know the voices, so we'll be able to recognise those who are speaking on the uh, on the virtual platform. The I think the camera would be focused on uh, on those who are in attendance within this room. And uh, but let's let's go ahead, Honourable Suela I'll start with you. Please give your input on Clause.
10: Thank you,
5: Chairperson. Thank you once again for this opportunity, Chair. Uh, I, I want to speak to 413A and indicate that the ANC supports this law for the following reasons. Uh, the contracting unit of primary health care are a key structure representative of the fund at the sub-district level. However, the intention of the NHI bill is to create a legal framework for the introduction of a single purchaser, a single-payer Schedule 3A entity, thus eliminating the fragmented funding pools and currently characterizes the health sector. In this regard, the CUPs cannot be expected to remunerate healthcare providers as this would by default introduce MLT, year-payer, and HI funds. The ANC, therefore, proposes the following amendment to Clause 40, one three a An accredited primary healthcare service provider constructed through a contracting unit or primary health care will be reimbursed by the fund using a capitation uh, uh, strategy. Secondly, Chair, I want to speak to uh, clause 314A and indicate that the ANC support this clause. As the primary purchaser of personal health care services on behalf of the population, the fund must ensure that it implements and actively monitors and assess the various reinvestment mechanisms it implements. This will ensure that it implements payment mechanisms that contribute towards realizing the minister's priorities and programs for the health system, one of which should should be improved population health outcomes by accrediting and contracting with Providers and health establishments that meet stipulated quality and other requirements and actively monitoring their performance against agreed criteria. The fund will be able to contribute to utilizing its available resource to achieve desired health sector performance targets. One of which is realizing progress towards uh, universal health I also support the submission of Honorable Kerber, Dr. Harvard, and Honorable Gela. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Sengwa. Honorable Sengwa Honorable
6: Chirwa.
2: Honorable Cherua?
6: It doesn't seem like honorable Sherwa. Well, let me give my input and we'll see um, if they are able to connect, uh, if they're not connected at the moment. Other members, the uh, ANC supports Clause 41.1 for the following reasons. The ANC has considered inputs from stakeholders as, such as the South African Private Practitioners Forum in their oral and written submissions. They raised concerns on behalf of medical specialists where they indicated that new provider statements that are all inclusive and based on performance will impact on their ability to make the same type of profit that they are currently enjoying under the current dispensation, even threatening to immigrate to other countries. South Africa's SAPP further proposed that there must be a regular review of the reimbursement rates and prices assigned to the services delivered. In response to this concern, the ANC notes that one of the main challenges that the South African health system faces is that of cost escalation, which mm-hmm. is predominantly driven by a lack of the regulatory framework guiding providers and health establishments on the reasonable rates that should be charged for, re- charged for rendered by healthcare services or for healthcare services. This is also because in the private health sector, primarily as a result of the actions of medical specialists and private hospitals, which are dominated by fee-for-service as the prescribed reimbursement mechanism of choice, this has contributed to the high and unsustainable costs as shown by the health market inquiry findings. The ANC also supports flaws. 41 3C for the following reasons. Are you? I'm, I will allow you once I'm done. Thank you very much. Even the constitutional obligations that one may be denied access to emergency care, it is important that the fund actively implements mechanisms to ensure that patients and users get access to emergency services and that these are reimbursed using a case-based fee structure whilst taking into account budget impact analysis. This is because such fee structures have been shown to effectively assist purchases of healthcare services to control their costs, and where necessary adjustments are included for severity of cases, they have also been shown to improve efficiency and effectively assist in the control of quality of care. We support this clause aligned uh, to the minor amendments which we have suggested to Clause 35.4a of differentiating between mobile emergency uh, services that will be provided by public and private ambulances and also in terms of mobile and facility-based emergency services. The ANC also supports clause 41 for b for the following reasons. The NH, um, not, uh, 41-4B, for um, yes, those are the clauses, honorable mm-hmm. members. Let me just have a look. For 41 for b yes, 41-4B, for um, The NHI fund will pay providers in a way that creates appropriate incentives for efficiency and also for the provision of quality and accessible care. As a strategic purchase of personal health care services for the population, the fund must be capable of determining the most appropriate, effective, efficient and sustainable reimbursement mechanisms that it will use for accredited and contracted providers and health establishments. This will ensure that the fund is able to effectively utilize the resources allocated to its functions and operations, and that it generates the greatest value in terms of population health gains. Healthcare workers and providers who wish to contract with the NHI fund must comply with the stipulated reimbursement mechanism as per regulation. Honourable members, I would want to go back to those before I give you an opportunity. Honourable Wilson and Ismail and Kaba, I must go back to see Honourable Gela. Did we hear Honourable Gela? No. Honourable Gela. It's hey. Oh yes, you did. Yes, Honourable Gela. Mm-hmm.
0: Chapasin, I think I, I've made my submission um, in clause
6: 41.2. Yes, no, I agree with you. I, uh, I agree with you. Thank you, Honorable Gela. So, yes. And Chirwa. Yes, I've noted you,
2: Honorable Kaba. So it would be after that, would be Wilson, Ismail, Kaba. Manoels Wilson, Ismail Kaba in that order.
9: Thank you, Chairperson. And and, and sorry, and and, and particularly in terms of what you've just raised, in terms of the um, private hospitals um, and private healthcare facilities, they are for profit organizations. Uh, So when we start talking about reimbursement and at a capped fee, what then happens to their rights to be? for-profit organizations, because if you are going to do that and you're going to limit them, you are going against the constitutional right of being a for-profit organization. Um, And again, I'm going back to the role of the minister. Uh, Without limiting the powers of the minister to make regulations in terms of Section 65, the minister may make regulations and then to provide that payments are made on condition that there is compliance with quality standards, etc. There's no discussion there of, of consultation and who the minister is going to consult with. Um, and and, and we're, we're going back to the situation here where the minister becomes the judge and he appoints the jury um, and we're going to come into problems. And the other thing that that, that worries me here is that the, it says that the, uh, may provide that the whole or any part of a payment is subject to the conditions outlined in a contract and that payments may only be affected if the fund, by the fund if the conditions are met. Well, with all due respect, health is a moving target. It changes continuously. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think COVID was a prime example of this, uh, where we suddenly got hit with COVID and the norms and standards, in principle, went out the window because we had to adjust an entire health system to deal with the pandemic. And the moment you start putting implications like that in that clause, and I'm talking about C, um, where, where in this clause does it say subject to or if or what it doesn't? So we suddenly get hit with COVID. People have to readjust. They act outside of the norms and standards. They act outside of the regulations. And we saw this when, when we were hit by COVID. And now all of a sudden we won't pay people. Health is a moving target. Things change in health all the time. Um, we, we could face problems with hepatitis. And this was raised in the oral questions this last week. Um, uh, we could get hit with COVID. All, all kinds of things. It's a moving target, and I believe that that clause is going to restrict people and make excuses for people not to be paid because they worked outside of the norms and standards. When act or act, they were forced to. Thank you, chair. Um, thank you,
8: chair. I just have two more issues that I've just uh, picked up now. Clause forty-one-one states that the NHI fund, in consultation with the Minister of Health, will determine the nature and mechanism of provider payment. But if you're looking at Clause 23, Section C, places the function of setting up a unit of providing payment in the jurisdiction of the CEO. So there seems to be a cliche. There, There's no direct, you know, the, the clauses are very vague and it leaves a lot of the discussion of the fund to the minister again. And somewhere in this bill, the two clauses are not speaking to each other or they're not aligned. So we need uh, more specification on that one. And uh, another point is Clause 41, Section 3B again, it's very unclear and it's not you know, basically aligned with other related provisions. So uh, when we're looking at uh, words like um, all-inclusive, we need to know what does all-inclusive mean? Uh, we need more specification and clarity on that when we're talking about this, uh, this in this particular clause. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Yeah. So I
7: think with regard to previous clauses and uh, what earlier we raised, I think even in other meetings, Honorable Mnayai did uh, indicate the importance of us uh, respecting the constitutionality of the minister, like the rights that he has, which uh, through this bill, we are supporting that work that the minister is currently doing. We are not anyway uh, giving him powers and so on. But Chair, I'm also rising to support what you have uh, submitted. Uh, it is in line with what the ANC says. We support what you have raised. Well, mm-hmm. And just one more question. As you speak for members on the platform, if you would a little bit closer, bring your uh, voice to the mic. Uh, that will be better. Thank you, Chen.
0: Thank you, Noted Omar Kaba, Honourable Clark. Thank you, Chair am um, Just
4: another concern, you know, um, what will happen if private does not accept these tariffs that are set? Will they close up shop leading to even worse health care services in terms of, 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 of tariffs set for the private health care um, system? You know, they don't want to accept what is put into this bill in terms of those tariffs. And um, What happens, you know, are they not, uh, you know, don't they get an opportunity then to um, serve with their expertise in this country in terms of healthcare and what happens from that point? Thank
6: you. I think there's a hand on the platform,
2: virtual platform. Honorable Siwela, is that a new hand? Honorable Siwela, is that a new hand?
5: No, it's
2: No,
6: Honorable Wilson, that's your third or fourth take.
9: My third one, Chair, very brief. Um, all of this is dealing with, with, with hospitals and facilities that are contracted into the NHI. The question then becomes um, and what happens when a facility doesn't want to contract into the NHI? Thank
6: you. Thank you very much. Honourable Members, that brings us to the end of the uh, deliberations on Clause 41. It is now 12.20. Um, our agenda indicates we will uh, continue to 13.15. So we will continue to 13.15 with the deliberations on the Clause by Bill. We will do the minutes next week. Due to the challenges which we have had today, we will go to clause 42 and it's uh, chapter 9, headed as uh, complaints and appeals. And uh, clause 42 uh, speaks about complaints. An affected natural or juristic person, namely a user, healthcare service provider, health establishment, or supplier, may furnish a complaint with a fund in terms of the procedures determined by the fund in consultation with the minister, and the fund must deal with such complaints in a timeliest manner and in terms of the law. The investigating unit established by the chief executive officer in terms of section 20, sub uh, sub clause 2e must launch an investigation to establish the facts of the incident reported and must make recommendations to the chief executive officer as to the way in which the matter may be resolved within 30 days of receipt of the complaint. The complainant must be informed in writing of the outcome of the investigation launched in terms of subsection two, and any decision taken by the fund within a reasonable period of time. If the fund has made a decision in terms of subsection three, the fund must provide the healthcare service provider with a notice of the decision to provide the healthcare service provider with a reasonable opportunity to make representations in respect of such a decision. Consider the representations made in respect of paragraph A, and provide adequate reason for the decision to withdraw or refuse the renewal of accreditation to the healthcare service provider as the case may be. I'm going to take hands, uh,
2: Baba, Ismail, Clark, Wilson, Sivella, about Any other hands? on the virtual
6: platform, any hands? No. All right, honorable members, I'm going to repeat. Kaba, Ismail, Clark, Wilson, Zivela, and Howard.
7: Thank you, Chair. Chair, the ANC supports Clause 42 for the following reasons. ANC notes the concerns raised by the stakeholders such as tech and section twenty seven that this clause must not limit those persons who may make representation to healthcare services providers only. That's one. Two instead they have proposed that the term should be replaced with an affected party so that complainants of any nature, including those persons who are the subject of the complaint and affected that parties may rely on the section to make representation to the fund, have their representation considered by the fund, and be provided with adequate reasons for the fund decision, the ANC support this clause because it clearly states that the fund must be must develop and implement protocols. and procedures for dealing with complaints raised by various stakeholders, including users, patients, providers, and suppliers, ANC, CARES, CHAIR. The other thing, uh, uh, is that this must be clearly communicated and re- readily accessible. This will ensure that the fund processes around addressing complaints and complaint with constitution, as well as provisions of promotion of administrative justice act. The fund must endeavor to deal with all complaints in a fair, lawful way, and that the protocols and systems implemented to achieve this constitute reasonable administrative action. Chair, furthermore, the ANC supports clause 42.2, following under the following reasons. The fund must be capable of speedily investigating any incident reported to it and it must exercise its investigating powers in a fair, non-prejudicial or transparent manner. The outcomes of such investigations must be speedily speedily reported within stipulated time frames. Where deemed necessary, Jay, the investigating in this investigation unit, as established by CO, should be able to forward and furnish relevant information about specific incidents to other bodies such as the Health Professional Council and the National Consumer Commission and the South African Police Services. I submit, Chair. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Chair. Uh, I have quite a few mentors to raise on this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on members on the virtual platform, can you hear us?
6: Any honourable member on the virtual platform, can you indicate whether you can hear me speaking?
5: Sir, person, I can hear you. Sir, I can hear you.
6: Mr. seems to be speaking, but we can't hear him now.
5: Yes, I can hear you, sir. Yes.
6: Honourable Suella, can you... Uh, Indicate maybe on a chat or so. We, it seems like you can hear me because you are respond. you responded by switching
2: recording stopped
6: on your microphone. And then we could see you were talking on the system.
5: Yes, sir, I can hear you.
6: They can't
2: hear us either. Yes, even myself, I'm experiencing technical. Heritage Day. Can we just confirm that, Honourable Members?
6: It's so it's so Is it on Saturday? Oh. Okay. Yes, you actually right. today. The 14th. <laughs> next week, Wednesday. So we will continue next week, Wednesday. Um, with our deliberations and then uh, something else to to note okay and then any other uh, discussions we wanted to have and also the minutes we wanted to consider and adopt will then be held over for our next meeting honorables wilson and clark
9: Uh, we're both going to talk on the same well, point. Sir, the be... Honourable clock can continue, Chair. Lindy's
4: oh, on the floor. She can... honorable oh, <laughs> uh, we'll see
9: <laughs> Okay, so I'll, I'll take the point. Thank you, Chair <laughs> uh, We've got a concern. Um, Chair, we're not seeing the Ministers. Mm. Um, the Deputy Minister's not in the, this... Um, we haven't seen the um, our own Minister for a long time. And... Um, and, and and honestly, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to be held accountable. And I do think that there comes a point when we need to have uh, to see our ministers' faces. I mean, that's what we're here for. That's who we hold to account, and we're not seeing them at all. And and um, I have
2: issues with that. Um, I think we need to have the ministers here on a more regular basis. Thank you. Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable
6: Wilson, for what you just raised. But just be mindful that the others can't hear us, um, and we're not going to have this discussion now. You're welcome to
2: raise it again in the future. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Um mm-hmm.